Welcome to another episode of the Wisdom Experience podcast. I hope you have been enjoying the journey with us. If you've journeyed with us on our, this is our number five now. So this is our fifth episode, the whooping, the whopping big five. Uh, and if you've been with us on the whole of our journey so far, thank you for listening. If this is your first time, uh, you're in for a treat, I hope, because uh, we get together. We get together once a week to have some in depth discussions wisdom discussions, discussions where we're attempting to, but we don't have all the answers, but we use this podcast as a a means to explore answers to questions that are on our minds um, in terms of how we become better human beings. I think that's what we're about. That is what we're about. It is. It's having that engaging conversation between a couple of friends who share a kind of similar personal um, development background or self-development background and something whereby we both find conversation very uh, useful to process our absolutely stimulating conversation but Exciting. it stimulates our processing uh, and our movement towards and we may never come to any answers but we may simply be asking a better next question so that's yes what i think that's i think that's the whole i mean for me the whole thing <laughs> is dialogue isn't it it's just you get some dialogue going and and that's yes. where the learning starts to happen so on this week's show we wanted to talk about so what's come up is this idea of the uh dark divine feminine and I'm going to let you kind of explain it one because you're a female and so you're um, actively engaging this energy but I thought it would be one to explore from a number of different angles one to help me to understand uh, what it is um, and, and and therefore increase my knowledge on that aspect um, so yeah take it away help help set the scene for this because I've because online and here's where uh, you got to help me with some clarity. So when I started researching into this, when we decided we wanted to do this as a topic, um, I think some of the original questions were: How? What is the dark divine feminine? How does she show up for women, and how does she show up for men? I think were my original three questions out of that. And as I was uh, doing my sort of research online, um, I've come across loads of videos on the dark divine feminine, but it all seemed to be centered around desire, so playing with desire, um, sex, more sexual energy, and being more, um, women being more, um, I don't want to say aggressive, but being more assertive about their sexual desire, sexual needs. And there was also about power um, and taking uh, a, uh, a prominent stand in power and, and leadership um, versus being uh, the light feminine. You know, we think of the sort of mother image and the caring and the um, nurturing sort of space. So that that's what um, came back to me. But I know that you, and I don't know that we'll get in it this way because I actually think they're two different things where, we kind of mentioned the dark side of the light chasers and shadow side, but I think the dark divine feminine from my research that that would just be a subset of the shadow self, and um, but not actually the shadow self in terms of um, the psychological space that the shadow self sits in a sort of Jungian sense. So take it away. Help me. Help me understand <laughs> this dark divine feminine feminine uh, so let me preface this by just saying that this is only my perception my point of view my personal exploration um and whilst it may resonate with many people it doesn't mean that it is the only way or the right way and i was curious because obviously we've had our conversations and you were saying that the way I'd been talking about the dark divine feminine was very different from what you were seeing and, and reading online. And as you've just shared with me, yeah, you're, you're right, it is. Now, all of those elements that you've shared, the desire, the becoming more assertive uh, about sexual desire and needs, and that increase in power, 
are all aspects of what one might call the dark divine feminine. And you can go really deep with this, or in a way you can go almost quite superficial isn't the right word, but... We want to go deep. Go we deep. want to go deep. Yeah, no, dive in I know, deep. But when I say it, I think you'll understand that actually it probably is deep. It just... It, it, let me just try deep, and explain it. Deep. So... so for for you listening you know that I mean to be fair Clay and I always really like to go deep but Clay is always going to pull me as deep as he possibly can so what I was going to say was you know my work and, and certainly my well my work as a whole is about people embodying their whole selves you know we're not just light fluffy fairies um kind of thing that float around the world and everything's you know kind of unicorns and sparkles now, hold on hold on i'm going to interrupt your train of thought one because you sent a whatsapp message oh you didn't talk over me this time so i thought i'd talk over you now <laughs> so i'm sorry if that came yeah. out a little bit loud right and then yes. the second thing is you're dressed different today so is this the dark divine I'm seeing versus last week when you were all in your flowery, girly looking things. I say now I wish I could remember what I was wearing last week, but last week was really hot, wasn't it? It was that hot um, weather wave. You're like two different characters now. So if I really, yeah. So if I was to pull up your image from last week and put it next to this week's, you're two different characters. Okay, so. That's really interesting because actually I see these these two. I'm wearing a top today for for you know because obviously nobody can see because yeah, we're she's not on YouTube. She's wearing her power red top. It's not. It's pink. It's is that, this is. It looks, it's it looks, it's it looks as red pink. as this in button I, here. I promise you, it's yeah. not red. I am wearing a cerise pink top. And it if is you stood strong. up a little bit more, you, what's the cleavage looking like? It's more cleavage this week as well. Yeah, I see. So this is the dark divine feminine coming out. She's doing so, her thing. She's making her appearance. I'm kind of laughing because sort of, and I say that sort of in so much as this is a, it's a stronger look. But last week, if I'd have worn this last week, I'd melt. And actually, I'm fairly melting in it today. Um, and just to say, what's really interesting is you haven't noticed my beautiful, beautiful necklace. So talking about divine feminine, whether dark or whether light, I don't really care, to be honest, because it's all about being the divinity in who you are. And my necklace is beautiful because it's a 50th birthday present. It has a, um, it's got two stones. One is something that I inherited from my grandma. So it is incredibly special to me. And the, um, uh, I've forgotten the term. Is it a barrette? I can't remember the the name for it. But it's a watermelon tourmaline that was given to me by my gorgeous friend Jade, who makes her own jewellery. Uh, well, she makes jewellery for other people. She makes stunning, stunning jewellery. And my husband um, paid for her to design and create this necklace for me. So you can look at my top or my dress all you like, but notice the necklace. Yeah, it's too small on this little Zoom screen. Come on. If we were in person, maybe I'd notice it, but I can barely see it here. Right. So enough, because I'm sure people actually want to know more about the, the yeah. Dark Divine Feminine if they're actually still listening at this point. I had to get so, my overtalk in. You did. Yeah, you did. So on. everybody who's listened to the preceding five episodes will know that Clay is very, very good when he's on a roll or he gets a thought at, at cutting in. I'm obviously much more polite. <clears throat> you're much more wait. British than I am. Come on. You, that's when your Britishness coming out, is it? I suspect it's that I've got a weaker microphone than you have. Is that what it is? <laughs> right. Enough banter. Down to brass tacks, as they say. I so, got a bigger microphone than you do. But you're Enough. not a male, so. <laughs> no, exactly. You can have as big a microphone as you like, sweetheart. Right. right. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> so in my world, like I said, the divinity is really about understanding and embracing who we really are. It's then about embodying that and living every day. Now, we've lived in what is is really a very patriarchal society for millennia I think is probably the term and that is changing and there are some people who are just able to bring up all aspects within themselves and to change their communities and their societies 
from just being themselves. And then there are other people who find it easier when they connect with the metaphors that we've talked about with the archetypes and kind of, you could use the term channeling that energy or replicating that energy and bringing it inside of themselves. And I think what you found is a particular area where people think that they have to kind of be, they have to go dark, they have to go deep so that they can really embrace their desires so that they can connect with their sexual energy and be comfortable that that's okay to do so. Because actually, as you were just, you know, saying I'm a bit more British and, you know, what have you, actually, there is, you know, there's there's a lot of this perception that um, women shouldn't feel sexy. Women shouldn't be a sexual being. Um, and I think that we've kind of gone down. So what world is that? Because from a male point of view, that's what we like. We like exactly. to be sexy, be, you know, come on. That's Indeed. the best. How, so in which case, you know, why is it only now that women are wearing clothes that actually, you know, fit their personas, their characters, their figures better in business and not having to wear their power suits, as we've talked about before, you know, like in the 80s with their shoulder pads and their Mm. clicky high heels. So, yeah, the patriarchy got that one a bit muddled. But if you want to talk about prostitution, if you want to talk about that, then that's a whole different ballgame that we weren't planning on going down today. Yeah, no, 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 because I think it's all, I mean, if you think about all the various different sim. the symbology, uh, the, I guess, the sort of power structures. Um, I think one of the things that human beings forget is that we are animals as well. Um, mm-hmm. So you got all the sort of biology. Um, and so, you know, I know some of this would be, you know, let's, you know, if you're going to come into the corporate world and, you know, dress like a man. So one, you know, I guess men aren't tempted to be men in that sense. Uh or women wanted to fit in, and you know, there's a whole lot of different elements that will be playing themselves out in that in that aspect. Um, and I guess if we go really, you know, into it, um, again, again, just think of, as you say, like what position that women played in society, or what position they were forced to be in, it to play into, um, and then as they emerged out of that. And having to establish a new identity in this male-female um, society that's beyond biology, um, and then how did that? How does that play itself out? And there's so many different dynamics that are at work there. Mm. Yes, there really are. Because I always um, had a question about because I see some women who are, and that, and this may come out wrong, where they are. Um, happy to use their femininity in all mm-hmm. the ways that their femininity, um, the the real power of their femininity, and the story that I'm and I'm thinking of this, and this goes all the way back to Herodotus, and I was thinking what power that women have, and I always had this thing that women have forgotten how much power that they do have over men. Like you know, we physically kind of dominate, and then we kind of control the power structures. Um, but women were never weak. They were always strong. And I was like, I was reading the story of Herodotus and his, and this goes way back, you know, Greek time, BC sometime. Um, and there's Claudius, Claud, Claudius, um, uh, one of the kings basically. And he was, had this beautiful wife and he was like, well, he was trying to get his second in command, this guy named Gyges, to come and see his wife naked. Um, cause he, he was like, oh, she's the most beautiful woman ever in the whole wide world. Um, and of course the dude didn't want to do it, but you know, it's the king. He's telling you to come look at his wife. So he, he, he devised, the king devised a, a method for, you know, when they went to bed, he was like, I'll you know, slip in and hang behind the door and you can watch her get undressed. Um, and then you can slip out. Um, and then just as, you know, he saw her and all of that, and then, He's slipping out. She sees him, but she doesn't um, make it known that she knows. But now she's really pissed at her husband for and one doing this, and yeah. so she gets her loyal, you know, guards to bring guides to her and say, "Look, we're either going to kill you or you kill the king." 
um, and then I'll be your queen. Um, now that's power. It's like, cool, here, you're killing him because he shouldn't have done this. Um, and if you don't kill him, then I'm going to have you killed. Now, now tell me that's not power. <laughs> um, that all, is absolute power. But you've exactly. got to tell me what happened. So did he in the, in the yeah, story? Yeah, no, he did. No, he, he, he killed. He kills the king and becomes um, her wife. But, I mean, she really rules, although, you know, he's the king and you know, everybody's on that end. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. And this is just a very male view. And for me, I always saw that women have loads of power and, and even still have loads of power if they choose to exercise that power in a feminine way, kind of what I see is that women want to exercise their power in a masculine way. Um, and this is my perception. This is what, what, what comes across to me. So, I mean, you can maybe help me understand, understand that. What do you mean by femininity versus sexuality? Um, I guess I just think of the root word just being a female. You know, you you, you know, be a, you know, being a woman. I guess is fem- femininity. I guess is what. And I don't know if that makes any sense. Is there? I mean, you tell me a definition of femininity. I just think of femininity as you know, you being female and all the ways that a female is a a female, so sexually, biologically, mentally. Um. Okay, I think if we look back to to the Greeks and the Romans and the Egyptians and if we read the Bible and, you know, kind of all of these kind of stories, I think there is a confusion in, in between women using their sexual power to women using their femininity. And so, what is what is femininity? Yeah, great question. I knew you were going to well, go I down that know. route. I know. I think we need, and, and we have said this before. We really should do a whole episode on that because there's masculinity and femininity in everybody, and it's about finding the right balance for you. Um, but what it is is anybody's guess. Uh, I, I think. It's, but what is it? What is it to you? I mean, I can look it up. But what it's is this femininity to you? Um, so femininity to me <laughs> means that I can be who I want to be when I want to be that person. Um, uh, so I can bring, you know, I can use, <laughs> see, even my words aren't quite right because yeah. I haven't got this clear in my head. Well, well here's a definition um, of feminine, feminine in the dictionary is having qualities or appearance traditionally associated with women especially delicacy and prettiness mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what they that's right. what they have in the dictionary well, i can tell you now d- delicacy and prettiness so i'm sure there are some women out there who are genuinely delicate and pretty i certainly don't fit into that character at all i mean that that category at all that is not me and i was thinking this the other day actually and i cannot remember why but it must have been in one of my daily musings um you know, I'm I'm not a lady, as in I'm not, and and you've just given me the, the words. I am not delicate, and, and it's almost like I'm making my voice stronger to really make this point. I'm not delicate, um, I'm not delicate exactly, uh, and I'm and I'm not pretty. Um, but you are pretty, but, and you are delicate. But I'm not. I am not delicate. I am not fragile. Um, so you're taking I, so you're taking delicate as being fragile. Yeah. Which I think uh, there's so, different qualities. Also, okay. Well, there might be different qualities, but this yeah. is the way I'm going with yeah. this. So actually, if you look at somebody's bone structure, you will have people who have beautiful, fine bone structure, and you can see it. They have these amazingly fine, delicate hands and delicate cheeks. Um, I think in Ayurveda, they're probably the vata type. Um, they're sort of thin and airy and could be wiry if it sort of goes that way and then you've got people like me who are kind of I would say medium boned and that's why I don't identify with delicate so I'm not big and chunky so you're talking physically delicate not delicate but doesn't it all replicate doesn't it all respond I'm not talking about my layers of fat I'm literally talking about my bone structure so so I'm not big and and unsolid but I'm I'm kind of I'm medium, and and actually, and that in terms of pretty, I don't think I'm pretty at all. I think I'm attractive. 
I don't think I'm pretty. You don't think you're pretty. So I think mm-hmm. you're pretty and attractive. Well, thank you. You're both. <laughs> I don't mind being called that. It's fine. <laughs> well, no, but you are. But I mean, a lot of people, I guess they yeah, don't see it. Some other traits of uh, femininity are gentleness, empathy, humility, sensitivity, um, uh, and it says it does vary across societies, but that was some of the traits that come out as as, as femininity or, or womanly, wom, woman, womanliness. Right, uh, woman, no, and that's it. And I'm a woman. And this is actually where I was going, I think, before. So I have, like, if you make me laugh, like proper laugh, yeah. I do not I do not tinkle with my laughter. Like it is not a peal of bells. I have a really <laughs> like when when you surprise me unawares with something that's really super funny, I have an absolutely rip-roaring laugh that will cut through any atmosphere we're in. And if you're really, really lucky, my brother and his wife are always trying to get me to do this, but they don't often succeed anymore. My love, I actually sound like Basil Brush. So that is obviously very much of a, a woman's laugh, not a lady's laugh. And that's, that's so people sometimes misconstrue femininity for being a lady. Actually, being a woman is however you come across because there are some people who have lovely tinkling laughter. Um, and so so I'm assuming in here that we've got like um, femininity and then there's gender. Mm-hmm. So that's a different thing. A different I'm thing not sure altogether. I want to do gender today. No, we're not I think that's gender, a but, whole but I think thing. I mean there's a which you know again sometimes models the border when we kind of equate those two things together when they're not together. So yeah, I'm happy to stick with femininity. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed so, to having a gender conversation. Um, and I'm only yeah, just, yeah. And I'm only just. a different route. Yeah, no, I get that. So just to come back to you, you were saying, for example, gentleness, mm. empathy, and humility. I can see that they would be classed as feminine energies, if you like, or, or feminine perspectives or now, feminine characteristics. Now, hold on now. Stop, stop, stop for a second. Because this, uh, this article or this encyclopedia entry, you'll probably tell me, is written by a man because he's defining. <laughs> or they are, or whoever wrote this article, is defining uh, femininity as related to women's and girls' sexual appeal to men. Right, I've just slapped my forehead because it's kind of like, again, why does it always have to come down to to sex? And not least, because actually... That's what it it says. (laughs) So, well, yeah, exactly. So, Clay, tell me, are you ever gentle? Am I ever gentle? Yes. Oh, you have, There's strength you in being gentle. So the mark of a great warrior is, is being gentle. Right. Doesn't matter if you're male or female, being gentle, having the the you know the the ability to show gentleness and, and for it to be real is really important. What about empathy? Ever shown empathy? Yes. Can you give me an example? Uh, I'm being empathetic towards you right now. As you're- <laughs> over there dancing and swaying um <laughs> as we're doing this podcast uh, and in what way is that empathetic because i'm feeling your pain right now it's just squiggling trying, <laughs> trying to help me to understand uh what femininity is and, and, and then we need to link humility. that to the, the the dark divine oh. so we will, and, we will. And, and partly uh, you know what there, no and I, I get want to this. Do humility. No, no, humility. So, and and this is and and as you carry on, and this is one of the because I think in our WhatsApp thing, I sent you again my reaction to this. Well, those were just human qualities. So these words we just exactly. use is exactly. us as humans. Um, but when the stuff that I was looking at in a dark divine um feminine, it's like, well, how is that different? Can a man want these things? And you know, we can't, you know, I can say that, you know, I'm having to suppress my masculinity um, because I'm not allowed to be societal-wise to really fully express my masculinity. You know, it's, mm. it's kind of, you know, it's kind of shaped by what we consider or what's been now professed as being, you know, proper in our society. But that doesn't, jive with my internal structure impulses and desires male desires that want to 
you know, they want to live. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I have to, and I was, I, I have this great quote, and I have to say, and this is probably the best place to put it in because I just talked about impulse. And this was from The Matrix, which we just talk, talked about two episodes ago. But Malsonier says, to deny our own impulses is to d- deny the very thing that makes us human. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so carry on. So carry on. So still help me. I still don't know, other than no, what I'm, I'm reading sure right here, what I'm reading here is, you know, what's being defined as femininity. But I want to hear from you. You're a female, or is that is that too assumptive to say because you're a female, you know what femininity is? Yes. Okay. So you're absolutely right. It is too assumptive. I don't think that many women on the street could explain to you in a way that would satisfy you what femininity is. However, I think together we can have a conversation that's absolutely hopefully will just help us explore it. So in that third list, there's also humility. And that's kind of interesting because I'd never perceived humility to be a particularly female quality or feminine quality. And I'm not entirely sure that it is. It may Um, be. You know what? So if we think about yin-yang, male, female, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, there's tests that you can take to to show you what your makeup of male femaleness in your body so because you know we're both male and female you know we we share a lot of biology together um and, and men have feminine qualities as well as masculine qualities women have feminine qualities as well as masculine qualities and so maybe the strong mark of masculinity is being able to be humble being empathetic and being gentle but that is emphasizing our feminine side without mm-hmm. calling it feminine side but that's what we're doing um because our natural masculine side is probably the opposite of that so i i think you mentioned you know the yin the yin yang, yang symbol and i think that is all of us inside of us whether we are female male in gender and i know we're not going to go there today but Actually, it is about understanding I have feminine qualities and I have masculine qualities. And it's about embracing all of those and bringing those together as a whole that works for you. And that there are definitely differences as you go through life. So a lot of women who, uh, once they've given birth, once they've had babies and they've still got babies, will find that they almost embrace femininity in a way that they've never done before. Um, I remember my best friend from university, she had her first babies, she had twins, um, a year before I had mine. And she said, oh, it's really weird, Naomi. And I was pregnant at this point. She said, it's really weird. I'm starting to wear pink. Now, her and I had never, ever, ever, ever worn pink in any way in our lives. And suddenly, I was starting to be drawn to the colour pink. Now, I can't explain that. And I know that if you look in the history books, kind of sort of in the 1920s, actually pink was a a colour for boy babies and so on and so forth. But it was as if something had switched on in her, whereby she was going to things that we would consider in this day and age more traditionally feminine. So I think for everybody, it's about understanding what all of your aspects are and embracing those and I think where you've gone off and looked for the dark divine or the dark divine feminine what people are bringing up is things that haven't really been talked about um, for, for quite some time and maybe not in an open healthy conversation so if you think about it you know the last few years we've had the hashtag me too movement and that's all been because of unhealthy masculine power and subjecting women to sexuality to their own sexuality as opposed to letting that sexuality kind of rise from within yeah yeah no i, I mean i'm 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 right now because i sometimes get sensitive on the me too thing only because i was i was a victim of it as in, I nearly got fired from my job because a, a a a woman went and said some things that weren't true, but because she was female, it was believed. Um, yeah. 
So I have a real issue with that as well. Yeah, and it was like, in, in, and and essentially, I was told, you know, just I don't care if it wasn't true or not, just to, you know, just apologize to her, and then we'll forget all about this thing. But I was so livid because I was having to lie and and say I'm guilty just so that the company could just move on and not push it. Mm. Um, and I was thinking, and 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 it was like, how? But if, and then I, because in my head, I was like, if I went and did the same, then no one would take me seriously. Absolutely. If I had gone in and said kind of what this uh, lady said. Um, but anyway, keep carry on. Femininity. Well, so, so still, have you actually told me what femininity means to you? Because all I'm getting from my reading here, even as we're talking, is it is about it, it is closely connected with your sexuality um, and the expression of that in either the way that you look, the way that you dress, and the way that you express your character. So I personally have never closely associated it with my sexuality, except for when we're talking about sexuality if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there must be links. And, you know, I'm doing quite a lot of work around that at the moment, both personally and with clients. So we might have this conversation in six months' time and I might be able to give you a, a really lovely round answer. Um, I just want the yeah. female answer. I mean, you're a female. I know it's being assumption yeah, 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 that you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what, what, is, no. what, when you're, when you are in your full femininity, Whatever that is, what does that look like? Describe you it, being in that space. So it will be different things at different times. It so doesn't matter. Today, Give me anything. Yeah. It's okay. So so today, and you highlighted in terms of what I was wearing, and just to say, of course, you look completely different because last week you were wearing your dress, and this week you're wearing a navy blue t-shirt yeah, with white writing on. That's really clear. That says, it's got a lovely typeface. That face. says, "Who needs hair when you have a body like this?" <laughs> Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. For anybody who doesn't know, Clay doesn't have a lot of hair on his head. I don't know um, hair. <laughs> but he does work out. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, okay, so we're into the femininity thing. So today I feel I feel extremely feminine um, in so much as I feel fully grounded. I feel fully in my power. I feel that I am sharing stuff. So, when, so in, explain fully grounded. What does that mean? Uh, it means that I feel kind of connected with myself. Okay. So sometimes we can feel disconnected. We can feel a bit like we're just ahead, thinking through things, working through things. I've got to get through this to do this. I've got to get that job done. I've got to get the kids here. I've got to do this, blah, 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 blah. Um, that's kind of quite disconnected. Today I feel in flow. Now, but what I, when I work with my male clients, I'm helping them to be in flow as well. So it's really about engaging. What is it that you want to engage in yourself on that day? It's about you consciously being aware of who you are and how you are and how you flow with that. And this is why I can't give you a specific, this is feminine, this is masculine, because next week my femininity might show up in a completely different way. And you wonder why men are confused. Well, if you, you know, can't give can us I a definition, how am, I, how, am I, how, how, how am I supposed to deal with this if you can't give me a definition? <laughs> well, I guess the thing is, is, is what's the impact that it's having on your life? Um, and I, you know, I think it is about actually you as an individual knowing what is it? What are the parts of me that I am aware of, but not connecting with? What are the parts of me that I'm only connecting with? Have I kind of made myself, I want to say one trick pony, but that's not the right phrase at all. Um, but actually, you know, it is about where's my power. And and when we look at these historical stories, a lot of it is all my powers in my sexuality. Well, I'm sorry, I don't want to talk myself around so that I get a promotion or um earn some money or I don't know, whatever. See, I just now hold on me. a second. Yeah. So now this is, this is, this is the thing. I think like women give up their power. Do you know men fight wars over women? I mean, this is how much power you have. Think of Troy. Think of the yeah. Trojan War. Yeah. You know? Um, well, think of who was the one in the Bible. She, you know, bring me his head on the, on the platter, mm. Paul, you know? 
women can do whatever the heck. I mean, you guys have a lot but, of power, but it seems to me you don't want to embrace the power in that way because it's seen as you've just used words like tart or whore or that. So in your head, that's what that's that's how you just described using your female power as somehow being slutty or whorish, whereas I see it as, well, you know what? That is the power that you have, and you can you can start you can make people fight wars, people kill other men, men kill for women in this sense. That's how powerful of a that you guys have, yeah. the kind of power that you have. So um, I'm talking about when women purely use their sexuality. Yeah, and what's wrong with that? Well, if it's manipulating, then that's not... Why? Me. Come on, it's your power. <laughs> this, is what, this is what power is. I can't wait to talk huh? with your wife about this. <laughs> this I'm what, so curious. This is what power is. <laughs> if you want to have some power, use the power. But I guess that's it, isn't it? It's actually, I I, I mean, okay, so you, you sort of said for me as a, uh, as a woman, but for me, it's not about individual power. It's about collaborative power. It's about collective power. How can we all support each other to be who we are to 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 be in a world and to to create a world because it's male and female supporting each other yeah definitely definitely because there's a big sort of female thing going on these days isn't it yes there is there is and and i do get that that has to happen to an extent but a little bit like you were saying about the hashtag me too movement you know and i refer again to when i was teaching in prison um there was a lot of men that I came across who were in prison because some, you know, a woman had essentially used the system. And there was also a lot of people who were in prison for absolutely because they should have been, because what they did was wrong. Um, and, And this is the issue, you know, we are putting ourselves as humans in judgment of other humans. And it's, hard to understand what really went on if you weren't there and if you you know you don't know what's kind of going on behind but mm. that, that's a slightly different kind of topic I think so just let's go back to to the dark divine feminine so in terms of what you were reading um what was kind of the one thing that stood out for you that made you think hmm, this isn't what I thought it was or this sounds interesting I want to know more well that was just it it, it was mainly all around this um you know yeah the desire power uh being more you know sexually assertive um yeah so what i was looking for which is why i then came back to you and said do you have any sources for me to look at i was wanting to look at you know we've kind of looked at um uh you know all the mythology stuff so i was i was kind of wanting to get something that said you know here's here is what um yeah the various different contexts of dark divine femininity in relationship to the symbolism uh the various mythologies that support it um the qualities that go around um that aspect so that's what I was looking for. I just guess what I found, and, and maybe, and maybe this is that we were at a, we were talking before, um, going on tape about people, and what I guess what I was getting across, what I was feeling like, is that they found a way to want to. So it's a, it was almost like it's a trend, and so I need to get this out in the trend and talk about the dark divine feminine Mm -hmm. without Mm -hmm. actually you know being able to go into depth about what it actually is but the trend is and and everyone was using the same kind of buzzy words around Mm -hmm. that sort of trend now i said to you that um in that tv series hero and i was wondering if the character nikki in there was that a good example of the light versus the dark feminine? Because she, you know, she had the two, there was two aspects of her. And the the Nikki side, I forget what the her other side was called, a different name. Um, but she was caring, gentle, do anything for her kid, uh, was all about, you know, you know, providing for him and doing 
and nurturing him. So, you know, she had that kind of aspect, but she also didn't stand up for herself necessarily. She was using her sexuality because she was doing the, but in a whorish kind of way, in, in a tartish kind of way, I should say, um, as in she was, you know, do the sex vo- worker online, though, not physically, but she was doing and that piece to earn money so she could take care of kids, support it, because her husband was um, wrongfully accused of something that was in, in uh, prison. Um, but other men in that series was taking advantage of her uh, in it. But all she wanted to do was protect her kid. But the one that was keeping her strong, her dark side, who she could only see in the mirror, imagine that as a nice piece of symbology. She looked mm. in the mirror, and the, then that side was aggressive, um, non. She didn't give a toss about the kid, didn't care about his survival or nothing. It was like, I want what I want. Uh, she was all about, it was almost her, her id. She was all about satisfying her own desires, ego, power, uh, no problems using men that she used tons of men when she was able to get out and inhabit um uh Nikki's body. But she was the strong one, kick ass, um, killing people. <laughs> so she, she had all she was like she was like the male version of Nikki, I guess. I don't know. Um but then marrying the two up together, I guess, then becomes this whole aspect of what you you're saying. So that's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, it's what not you're necessarily saying. Yeah. what a lot of people out there who are talking yeah. about the Dark Divine are. So you're right. And Heroes was a, an American TV series. I think there was only two series, actually, before they seasons, canned yeah. it. And it was probably about 10 years ago, maybe, something like that. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. I loved the, the first series I really loved. Um, I don't remember anything in great detail. And the character that you're describing didn't particularly resonate with me oh, at that time. Oh, you got to go watch it again. So, then. yeah, probably. Yeah. I'll, I shall add that to the list. Um, yeah. But you're, you're absolutely right. Again, this is the feminine, feminine qualities and masculine qualities. And interesting, actually, that you've just drawn the parallel, that the masculine qualities are very closely linked with what many people would discuss as the dark divine, feminine. And and I think this is the the key, is that it's about understanding we've all got femininity and masculinity inside of us. So that not caring about her kid, that that I think is is one that's out of kilter. That doesn't feel right because, you know, I know you're a father, obviously my husband's a father, and and both of you really care about your kids. Yeah, but in a different way, in a a whole different way, like a whole different way. Um, like a yeah, whole different way. <laughs> you want to start exploring that now? Well, I'm just going to say it's a whole different way that uh, you know that we we care from a providing point of view, and they got food on their back and some, you know, stuff to eat. Yeah, but you know, when my kids it's, got hurt and stuff, it's like, gosh, be quiet and you know, man up, come on. <laughs> Whereas you know, well, the wife is running and now oh, making sure that they're okay, really. Now, like, well, they're not bleeding, they're not dying. Come on, please stop. <laughs> yeah, BC, but what you, know. you just described. So, I'm more like that. So, if, yeah. if, and, you and, know, my and like kids leaving, fall like over, the, unless it's serious, if it's serious, yeah. of course, I'm, yeah, responsive. but even like, like, you know, leaving home and things like that, and you know, the moms are all more mushy about their kids leaving home. Whereas, I can't wait till they get the hell out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do, I'm not sure if I'm things. hoping they're not going to listen to this or if they know it already. Well, they do know. They they know, but they they, they know. Um, so it was a you know it was a different relationship, but at the same time, you know, they know that you know I'm there for them and have their back. I'm just not in the soft way that they they you know they relate to their mom or all moms. I mean, even as a kid, you know, you go to mom when. You you go to mom for everything unless you're trying to play dad against mom, where you because your mom said mm. no, then you go and because you know that your dad hasn't actually been paying attention to what's been going on in the house, so you can manipulate him <laughs> by going yeah, it's to interesting, him. Isn't it? But and, again, I and, think that's that's a more and, what I would call traditional. Is it? But know, even family not, setup, yeah. Because t- that's not how I perceive. You know, my husband's yeah. daughter. Because even like um, you know, if the kids would come in and 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 no one set it up that way. And I, and it's, it's, I'm just assuming it comes from the fact that, you know, moms do more mom things for the kids. So they'll come into a room, we'll both be there, 
they always ask mom, mom, can I do this? Mom, can I have that? Mom, can I, even though I could be sitting right there. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's, that's your setup. My kids wouldn't necessarily come to me, I don't believe, unless it was something that they knew it was oh, you see, know, I would related have, to. I have a hard time believing that. Just, you want to come and hang out? Yeah, with us I now, think if, that if your kids, own... when they were younger, they called out to mom mm. more than they called out to dad. You, See, can't, I, you can't. You can't tell me they did Because yeah. I just, I don't remember that. One, he was probably um, at work, and you did you were you home with the kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so see now the story comes out more. So they couldn't <laughs> ask him. They couldn't ask him because he's not there. You're home with them. <laughs> no, but when he is there. <laughs> yeah, when he, but it, but the habit would be to because they're asking you all day long stuff. So why would they change their habit when he came home? I'm, sure, I'm not saying he, I'm not saying he wasn't non-participatory. I'm just saying the nature of a kid and the relationship that kids have to to, to their mom. We're much I'm much closer to my mother than I was ever to my father. Uh, even now, uh, my kids are much closer to their mom than they are to me in that way. And uh, but it's just for me that's like that seems natural and whole. So long as it. Listen, so long as it works for you. But it's not that it works for me. <laughs> that's just what I see. I just see the human as a human beings and human dynamic um, in real life. That's how it just pans itself out in more cases than not. I'm not saying that, you know, so that's more the norm than not the norm that kids are closer to their mother than they are to their to their fathers okay. and this, yeah. this is less about the dark divine yeah. and more well, about no, it's about the feminine. masculine and feminine it is because uh, again this is it's it's because it, here's the thing for me it's like um and and you've said it a number of times and i'm 100 percent there that we're and this is where the you know yin yang or you know we're all or even young's animus and anima you know they're we're male and female inside we have both characteristics um in us and then you know you're asking me have i been humble or gentle so that's me me inhabiting my softer side or my feminine side and um, but my my natural grounding point would be to be in the masculine side of that um and then, and then some people don't know how to be gentle they'll see being gentle as being a weakness because mm-hmm. it's too, you know, it's too, you know, girly uh, mm-hmm. to be gentle. But real men know that to be, <laughs> but real men know that to be gentle is strength. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And so I guess the, the concluding bit would be that it's all about balance in the end of the day mm-hmm. and, and understanding that you have both of these characteristics in it and being able to balance those characteristics out and use them in their appropriate space now um i guess what i'm gathering from the trend of the dark divine feminine um is women being more conscious about exercising um those more i don't know if you can call them male qualities because as you say even you list those qualities out we men do the same but you know using those more of what we traditionally a, a male characteristics from a masculine side but women using it the female version of that the empowering the yeah if that's making any sense at all but that's what i'm gathering i'm gathering it's like here's here we need to now embrace our male side of us without saying it but but calling it the dark divine feminine um yeah and that's that's what i think that they are saying albeit they would they would say it's not they would you know yeah i think uh, i would get crucified for saying it (laughs) probably (laughs) but and that in itself is is a it's finding that balance because the dark divine feminine should not be and actually i'm going to use the word should i always hesitate when i use the word should but it's it's changed vibrationally for me in the last couple of weeks so the dark divine feminine should not be to the exclusion of the masculine, whether that's dark, whether it's divine, whether it's light, it doesn't matter. It's all about, and this is, you know, actually we're both about embracing the whole, whatever that whole might be. And I mean the whole with a W-H-O-L-E, not the whole. Um, 
which is a whole different ball game given what we've been talking about today. Where are you going with these whole business? Well, you know, <laughs> where's you know, <laughs> your mind at? Come on. <laughs> this is a this is uh we have to make this episode rated R now. No, well, <laughs> rated R? What's R? Huh? Oh, oh you guys don't, oh, okay, so you guys don't have rated R in here. So <laughs> we'll have to <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're well, rated R. Restricted is what R stands okay. for. Yeah. Okay, okay. No, I, I think we call it X-rated over here. No, that's that's UK. that's above R. So there's is R. Really? Well, uh, your what do you? Where's the one where your kids have to be seventeen or over to get in? What's the rating? Probably seventeen. Is that what you just think, call it? Because you got I G movies, so, yeah. you got PG movies, PG thirteen, and then we've got what well, we call ours R, so restricted. No one. Do you know? So I obviously don't know well enough, but no, I think there's actually kind of like 15 or... um, You do it by the number itself, don't you? Yeah. 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 And then I think there's one which is like it has a a suffix that sort of basically says they can watch this if they're under this age with a parent or something like that. Yeah, and we call that, you know, R. Okay, so, right. Maybe it is R, and I'm just, no, it's not, and I've it's just not. made a complete right. no, no. fool of myself no, on not. a podcast. It, I think but I don't mind if I do. No, that's no. the thing. It, and right. actually, yeah. that's, but that's the thing. We were talking about this the other day about destroying credibility. And actually, one of the things when I start to read about about the dark divine, um, one of the the kind of steps that's really important is about destroying your credibility. And actually, for me, I'm very happy to be destroying my credibility because I'm doing it quite a lot at the moment. Um, But it's not about destroying my credibility. What I'm actually doing is destroying my attachment to this thinking that I need to be perfect before I share myself, my body of work with the greater world. And actually... So, I was going to say, if you were to, def- what would be the divine feminine then? Let's take the dark out of it, because I'm taking it the dark is the opposite okay. of that. What's the divine feminine? So I am wondering if we should kind of almost bring this to a close and maybe kind of start a new episode and actually look at the divine feminine, the dark feminine, and and actually go into that in more detail. Would you be up for that? Um. Well, I guess to round out to help, because so we'll definitely need to have further conversations for sure. But I think to round this one out and maybe to help give people a context or something to work with in that, um, yeah, we don't have to go into great depth, but you know, divine feminine, what is that? Um, and then I guess you can answer the question is the dark divine the opposite of that? Um, or the other side of that, or how does how do the two relate to each other? Okay, um, so essentially, my understanding when we talk about the divine feminine, yeah. whether it's light or dark, it is coming back really to when we've talked about archetypes or characteristics. So people will refer to different um, uh, different characters in history, different myths, different uh, biblical stories, different uh, d- historical traditions or or even historical figures. So we might be talking about somebody like Joan of Arc. We might be talking about Lilith, who I definitely want to talk more about in our next episode. Um, we might be talking about Esther, um, Queen Esther from the Bible. We might be talking about Hestia, who is the goddess of sanctuary. The point is the divine feminine is essentially a way of us accessing a way of being or a perspective or a characteristic that we can see in somebody else and then we can connect with that and find a way to integrate it into ourselves and how we, I'm going to use the term perform um, and I'm not quite sure why that term is but probably because initially you are performing as if you are like that person and you're integrating that and then it starts to become part of who you really are. Yeah. Um, so this links into our conversations around personal mythology and, and mm-hmm, the stuff that mm-hmm, we were talking very much about, so actually. about archetypes. So I'm just looking here. So divine feminine is a concept grounded in spirituality um, and it says the aspects of the self associated with creation, intuition, communities and sensuality and collaboration. Then if you look at Lilith as the dark feminine, so dark defined, dark feminine is, this is 
not Lilith, forget Lilith for a minute. The dark feminine is rage, lustful wantonness, passion, revenge, seduction, anger, strength, courage. Um, yeah, so, so there's, that's what it's listing as the quality of the dark feminine. So I disagree with that personally. Mm. Um, and I definitely think we need another episode to go into that. Basically, you've got the light attributes, you've got the shadow attributes. You might want to call it light, you might want to call it dark. It, it kind of doesn't matter. It's about when we talk about. So, again, it's it's sort of hard to, to surmise it quite quickly, but the dark attributes are either dark and deep and so buried that people don't associate with that. What makes them dark? Uh, Well, it's normally things that people feel uncomfortable with. So so you can look at it like that. People or women in this instance? It could be be people. So again, anything I talk about, I think, can be related, albeit slightly differently, to men and women. Um, And given that I am a firm believer that we've all got masculine and feminine inside of us, so it, it well, really doesn't matter whether you're scientific, female or men. Well, exactly, yeah. right. So, in terms of the 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 dark side, so what you were just saying is actually when we use those attributes in a way that's unhealthy, in a way that's manipulative, in a way that is asserting power over other people for no reason other than kind of fulfilling your ego. Um, that's what. I would say is really dark but if you can find your power and your strength and your sexuality or whatever it happens to be and if you can connect with that and embody that in a way that feels wholesome to you and to those around you and it's respectful to both yourself and those around you then that to me is the divine being embodied in a person. Yeah. So if we go back to the ancient Greeks and we go, you know, everything in moderation mm-hmm. uh, and, and then you can have balance. Mm-hmm. And then again, Jung was talking about individuation and having the balance, the whole, being whole, because um, any of these characteristics can be taken to their extreme. And when they're taken to their extreme, then you become out of balance. Um, so, you know, you know, and there's nothing wrong with anger, and sometimes you, you need anger because you can draw energy out of anger. But it's when you let anger then control you, and it becomes, you know, you then you're not actually even in control of yourself. The anger is in control of you. Absolutely. Then you've lost control. Whereas if you can tap into your anger, because I need that energy, I need the adrenaline that comes with that anger. Um, I need the focus of attention and mind because the situation's calling for it. Um, but I have control over it. I'm just using that energy to its most efficient power. Likewise, you know, I can be too gentle. You know, if I'm gentle, I'm letting you walk all over me. I'm being gentle, um, but that's the extremeness. I'm now letting people take advantage of me, walk all over me, put me at a disadvantage. Um, that's gentleness to perhaps this other extreme. So, you know, instead of now I need to be I need, maybe I need to bring some anger into that gentleness to bring it to a space where it can be assertive and say, no, stop. Mm. And so, yeah, so I think it's all this balance pieces um, that works itself out there. And yeah, and, and I guess you get the whole metaphors of light and dark. People tend to think of dark being bad stuff. You know, you, know, you tend to associate light with good and dark with bad. You know, so that, mythology will be playing itself out um i guess there's societal pressures as i think about some of the videos and things i watched from ladies who were doing their dark divine videos that you know and i think you may have mentioned a little bit earlier there's some characteristics that women have maybe traditionally have maybe been you know made to feel bad about themselves if they expressed it so you know if a woman's being assertive people call her a bitch mm-hmm. or actually, aggressive or, or bossy, aggressive and, or, bossy yeah. or that kind of thing we're you know but if a man is being aggressive or bossy or whatever you know 
it's you know it's being in charge <laughs> um you know so and i get that aspect where you know when when we're raising our kids um you know the characteristics that you shape their behavior shape how we would say you know women should be even men you know like when me being shaped you know men don't cry you know what is that about mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But, you know so you know we're all shaped by our culture to say this is the role of women this is the role of men um now fit into this structure um and then you can be ostracized for not fitting into that structure you know even take even though it's becoming more accepted it now but it's still not that accepted think of maternity and paternity leave women get way more leave than men do um after a baby's born uh, you know in the beginning yes, of my life yeah but in my beginning changing we, it's changing and we never had that to start with but now you have it but you still you know that's still out of balance and um, people look down society on the if a man stays at home to look after the kids and his wife is the goes out and be the bread earner that's still not an acceptable um uh, paradigm although it's you know it's become more common but then you know other men you know man ain't no man you know yeah he's not doing the traditional role of you know so it's still not there and it's still on both sides of you know here's some roles that society say the role for women is this role of men is this um and we get socialized into those roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as we are moving towards breaking those barriers down, they very much are still there. But I think there's also a danger of breaking them down to where you then lose the actual strength of being a female, lose the strength of being a male, because we're trying to make it everyone androgynous. Um, Absolutely. And 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 that's a really really important point. I'm sorry, and I know I did just kind well, of. Cut I know, you off it doesn't matter. No, no, see, I don't mind that. You you <laughs> made it a point that I cut you off. I don't mind. That's how I roll. So go. <laughs> All right, shut up then. <laughs> no, just joking. Um, <laughs> uh, so y- you're absolutely right, and there is a difference between a difference between being androgynous and a difference between embracing your femininity and your masculinity. Um, and things aren't always, you know, for things to be equal, they are not always the same. And there's, you know, plenty of memes that go around that show sort of a, a shorter person, a medium-sized person, and a taller person. And, you know, if they've all got a step to stand on that's exactly the same height, that shorter person is still going to be the shortest. That tallest person is still going to be the tallest. But if they have steps of different heights, then they can all get to the same height the same level whatever it happens to be um and i think that's really important when we look at, at femininity and masculinity as well you know it's not to you know un- unless you are that way inclined and by which i mean unless you genuinely feel androgynous then i don't think that people who are not androgynous should be made to feel wrong for feeling whether it's overtly feminine, overtly masculine, or a blend of the two. That is who makes us up. It's, you know, it's how do we distinguish femininity and masculinity from characteristics? I'm not necessarily sure that we do. I think it's all about understanding who you are, what you want to bring to the party, and how you want to be perceived by other people. You've got a plane going on in your place, going over your head. Yeah. So now here's another thing as well. You just reminded me of when I'm thinking about masculinity. And, you know, we all, again, we freak, I know we tr- think that we've evolved and we try to disregard our biology. Um, and I remember, you know, in my courting days, that women did not like what I, ca- I ended up calling amoeba men. So you wanted to, women wanted to see a, a masculine, masculinity who they were attracted to. And whether that was driven by your genes to say, can this person protect? You know, you wouldn't have the conscious conversation, but your genes are having the, con- the conversation that says, can this protect my offspring? Um, and so, you know, when it's like, you know, the whole nice guy thing that, you know, 
I don't know. I don't know. That, yeah, this is how it played out for me anyway. I noticed that women responded differently. Um, not if you were not nice to them, but if you were overly nice, if you were overly kind of feminine, then they were happy to be your friend, but they didn't see a quality in you that they would want you to be a boyfriend. You turn the notches up a little bit, have more of your maleness in, more of your assertive, more of your um, protective um, qualities, more of your provider qualities, and then suddenly they're attracted to you. And, and that just might, again, is that, you know, the genes are having the conversation then whether the person's, they're not having a conscious conversation, but their humanness and your their genes are saying, this is what you need to make sure these genes survive um, in that. And, I, and I, I think we try to not remember that. There's a great book called The Red Queen. If anybody's ever um, interested in, he's making the argument that it, you know we're ruled by our genes. As much as we like to think that we're our conscious, smart, evolutionized humans, um, that we do, we're in the we're slaves to our genes. We do everything in the yeah. We're simply just so. I, I actually think that's a, a great place for us to call it a wrap for today because you're absolutely right you know uh, I do think we are slaves to our genes in so much as I think that's very much the foundation Um, and actually we can probably link that with Maslow's hierarchy of needs on a a, a different conversation but you know our genes are you know we're not we're not conscious of them a lot of the time and they do drive our desires they drive our needs they drive our wants um, and the more we can become aware of them, the more we can work with them rather than just letting them drive us. So, you know, that's something to be kind of aware and conscious of. And just remember what Mao said, don't deny your own impulses, embrace them. There you go. The good so, and the bad. <laughs> embrace your impulses. Heck and yeah. hopefully you've followed us along with what has been a conversation that I don't think either of us saw uh, taking the route that it did so that's, but that's a conversation uh, to me that's how it should be. well exactly yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Now, um i guess but, what yeah, i would so... like to hear from folks is other what folks have to say out there in terms of yeah divine feminine dark divine feminine masculinity i just want to hear what what's out there in the social sphere what other folks have to say on that to help us to sort of broaden our knowledge or perspective mm. i guess on on these topics that would be great. So, um, and you can do that by coming and joining us in our Facebook group, which is a uh, Facebook group forward slash the Wisdom Experience podcast, and come and join in there and, yeah, share because actually this is very much a, a trend at the moment. It is something that people are interested in. Um, and people are very much finding their own way within it. So, yeah, come hang out with us and give us some feedback. Yeah, and, and and if you got any topic suggestions, that'd be great. Because I know you were just saying like, oh, we need to move away from mythology, Young and Joseph Campbell. <laughs> Can we talk about something else? <laughs> but it's all linked. Yeah. I, I don't remember saying, "Can yeah, we move away did. from it?" Because actually, the more we have like, the conversations, oh, the more I realize it's all linked. <laughs> yeah. This is like a it's like a knitting pattern. Yeah. But yeah, so great. Thank you. That's okay. been a really interesting one for today. All right.